blog. Yeah. <laughs> There's the intro. How you mean? All right. Uh, Lovely. We, she's got three people with firm eyes on it. So she's watching us. <laughs> <laughs> watching me. Watching you. Um, what we're also yeah. going to do. Um, <clears throat> so it's our scenario thing this time, the barbecue. Yeah. So we're basically, we're in spring now. Spring. 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 Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. all about, right, when the lead up to uh, summer, people might have noticed the next day with lawnmowers doing bits. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Get that in. All right, cool. All right. Here. I've got the present today. But the problem is, we need like a knife or a plate or something. I'll get you one, cut. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to worry about that. All right then, cool. And here we go. We heavy weight too much for the bar. Alright, we are back, Gas Mark 10, your food and culture podcast. My name is Adrian Dixon, one half of the Dixon Brothers, and to my left is... Is Justin Dixon, aka Bench Press Free Fit. <laughs> um, cool, cool, cool. We flex, but okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Summer's coming. Deltoids, deltoids. Chess out of that. My gosh, with your... Anyway, anyway, anyway. And in front of us, as always, like I always like to say, is the talent of the podcast. Indeed. Chef extraordinaire, we call this man Mr. Michael Paul. Clap it up in the Come street. On, we're all here together. We're all right. here together. I need to think of an AKA. They're getting better every week from Justin. <laughs> you, call, you call that better? That was. Uh, <laughs> he should have tapped out a big game, right? <laughs> well, this is a podcast, you know. You're not sitting in the 350 bench there, you know. <laughs> I ain't never the seen rusty you. Rusty <laughs> With the old rusty York yeah, belt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've still got that. I've got that at home. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yes. First of all, I want to say that I went back and tried uh, a couple of things that you learned us in the last podcast. My, okay. my state game is strong. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm impressive now. Nice. I'm impressive. Yeah. You got the nod. I got the nod. All right, that's like, good. It was approved. So, this time, I need more recipes, all that good stuff, because, mm. you know, championing the thing and that. That's why we're here. Um, you've been busy this week. Yeah, we've had a crazy week. Um, it's you know for a restaurant season, we're kind of like looking at now promoting for the rest of the year. So you know it's, it's you know business on business, and you know mm-hmm. getting ready for summer, looking into you know what we're going to do in the future. So yeah, it's been quite a crazy week at the minute. And open up the front again. This yeah, summer. yeah, Chotto will be opening up the front. Nice. We've got um, we've got a few bits going on, like a few um, sort of like secret things. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going first, on. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't hear nothing. Yeah. I can't <laughs> it out. We've just started promoting Sakura. So Sakura is a season in Japan where the blossom starts to bloom, kind of like here. Okay. And we've done a menu based around that. So, you know, we've got a lot of new dishes kind of um, around that season, which are, which are looking really good, been promoted really nicely. Shout out to the Evening Standard and that. They're doing good stuff. So oi, oi. It's, all, it's all out there. It's all popping. So, you know, as that season's done, we'll move into probably a barbecue season or do something else. You know, it's that time. All right, it's time to pump the brakes. He said the magic word. Barbecue, Kurt. Listen, yeah. (laughs) Listen, barbecue season is my season. I know when barbecue season is about to kick off. Go on. It's because Justin and I start getting our summer bookings, right? Yep. As soon as yeah. the summer bookings start coming in, and you know, that's going to be an IB firm, Yorker, Marbella. And Chest out, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <beat, laughs> I beat you don't, bro. Like. <laughs> that's not going to work with your, with your peppercorn <laughs> chest hair, <man. laughs> Hold on. That's the only season. Is this when you two call each other? He's doing his push ups. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just in a, anyway, no, I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, no, so barbecue season is about. So I thought this would be the perfect platform for me and Justin and uh, the Gasmart 10 listeners to learn some skills. Mm. Yeah. 
there's a couple of things I like to do. You know, I like to, I like to do like steak on the barbecue. I like yep. to do prawns on the barbecue. Prawns are great. Prawns are really good in the shell. Yeah, has all day to be, has to be all day it has to be. Otherwise, it's a sacrilege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up. And there's a nice fishmongers around my way there. Mm. You know, he does a good deal on some. I prawns. think when it comes to the barbecue, you want to do something a little bit. You want to go over and above a little bit. It's like a bit special time, isn't it? Even if yeah, it's man. a burger, now there's all these like avenues to do extra things to it. It's like a good time. You can't just slap the beef on the yeah, burger. No, no, like, no, like... Yeah, burns the word, isn't it? Yeah, yeah well, like, that's, how, that's how our dad likes it. Like, just, if it ain't burn, it ain't cooked. <laughs> <so, laughs> I, mean. <laughs> I mean, that is that's how... That's that Jamaican thing. That's right how Lud likes his food. Yeah. But yeah, so we thought... <laughs> Perfect time to get some more recipes for the uh, forthcoming Gas Mart 10 Indeed. cookbook. You know, man, I can do them ting there. Um, so, we're going to break it down. We yeah. reckon we should have just one meat, one veggie, one fish. Yep. Let's nice. start with... Uh... All right, so let me set the scene, yeah? Okay, go on then. Are you, is your chest up? Probably. You've okay. got your 350 in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I put the weight bits aside, yeah. <laughs> Like, mowed the lawn and that. <laughs> He's like the, the, the Diet Coke man. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> I know you guys can see this. You don't want to, but... Oh, no, go on, bro. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then, right, so all the, all the deck chairs are taken. Yep. Everyone sat down. The music's going. The sonos is popping. Yep, talk about it. The grill's on fire. Mm-hmm. And now Michael Paul's about to do his thing. Right. Oh, well, I'm going to start off. It's the rules. We've got to have some rules when we're doing barbecues out there. Okay. Right. Talk I to mean, you. if everyone, you know what it's like. Everyone talks about barbecue. The first word you said is what? Burn. <laughs> you know, the thing is, let, let the coal burn. I think when you're going out to do your shopping and look for the right coal, look for something that's, um, I look for something quite large. Big K is a good um, supply of that. So it's normally like a large-ish coal, something okay. that can burn for a little bit of a long time. Okay. Um, but, and the more that it burns, you want to get it, you don't want to... Well, people make a mistake of thinking that once they've lit a barbecue, that it's ready to use, you know? You've got all of that... You know, the, the, the wood has to let go. Mm-hmm. You know, you light it, let it burn, let it get to that almost stage where they're going back to white stage, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And then just let it die a little bit. And oh, then really? you want to start cooking on it. You know, you've got all of those, like, bad fumes coming from the cold at the beginning. So you don't want that going in your food, one. And two, there's a, there's a stage of where it, where, it is, where it is igniting. It's very, very hot. So it will just burn all your food. So normally, if you find your food might taste a bit gassy, yeah, yeah. sometimes, sometimes that's yeah. You haven't let the coal sort of like burn out, like all of the um, carcinogenic sort of fumes that are inside the, it or whatever, the, you know. The propellants and that. To yeah. So like don't, you know, light the barbecue, pre-light it, make sure it's like lit nicely, and let it let it let it burn. You know, burn out all of that stuff. I guess because when you start the barbecue, obviously, <laughs> it's, it's initially all the coals are black. Then they go to white. So I guess it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter yeah, and yeah. hotter and hotter. And yeah. Yeah. It kind of plateaus out yeah you want it to plateau and then sort of like come down that's when you want to start doing your cooking you know that's that's a a real good thing I think when now when we're looking at your meat and fish choose 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 things that are nice to grill you know and I think sometimes people you know choose the right sort of size of meat Mm. Um, and I think that's another reason why you have that comment of burn you know because people either choose things that are too big Mm -hmm. uh, they put it on a heat that's too low so, or a heat that's too high, you know. Mm-hmm. So when they put it on a high heat, it's just going to burn over the time that they need it to actually cook. Yeah. You know, you always hear that thing of like people putting chicken drumsticks is always yeah. a classic one. They put <laughs> the chicken on there, it burns. And they think, oh my god, and then they lift it up, put it up the top, and then they think they're resting it out, but actually inside is raw. You know, that's like the classic sort Boy, of that sounds like me, old you know. school thing. You know, <laughs> that sounds like my plate. You know, I've been there. You know, I've been there. <laughs> I think everyone's been there with it. You 
know. But you know, just in terms of it, you know, choose the re- the, the good bit of meat. I like chicken on the bone for barbecue as well because it gives it really really good flavour. But you know, just choose to cook it in the right way. Even if you're not sure, finish it in the oven. Once you've got that good taste, yeah. you know, put it in a tray, stick it in the oven. You know, make sure it's cooked through. Um, when, you have, when you have your meat on the bone, does it does the bone actually generate flavour within the meat? Because from my perspective, it seems to. If I've got a piece of meat on the bone, it tends to taste a lot richer. Oh, much, much nicer. Even, you know, like something like beef, you know, choose a ribeye with the bone. That's really, really, really good. Um, you know, chicken on the bone, you know, it's great. Lamb leg, probably a bit tougher to do, you know. Yeah, so choose something like a, like a best end, you know, get like a lamb chop. Chops are really, really good. They'll cut them into sort of like, you know, six, eight ounce, you know, um, slices for you, even with a bit of bone. And they're really, they're really good. They're tasty. You can marinate them up really quick as well. That was confirmation of what you thought was truth. Um, so, oh, as we're saying, uh, chicken and whatnot, mar- how, how are we marinating this chicken? That's yeah. important, man. That's important. You know, like, I think marinate we... your food, people. When yeah. you see that one dead chicken breast here, yeah, oh. with no love, no seasoning, you know you're picking it out of the back of your teeth for a month. Oh, I once oh. went to this party, right? I once went to this party and they knew that me and the mandem were coming. Yeah. And uh, they, they was like, we're going to do the chicken for them, you know. <laughs> and what did you get? What did you get? <laughs> Let me tell you something, yeah. It was like this bowl of whiter than white chicken with no seasoning. And I heard the conversation afterwards like, you know what? None of them ate the chicken, you know. We were watching, looked at it, we went, boy, nachos today, man. <laughs> yeah, marinate the food, please. Yeah, so like, yeah it's the best time. I think when, you, when you're cooking, I think the grill is like, for me, it's one of the most special t- tastes out there. You know, mm. it's, it's very recognisable. One, for summer, like you're saying, but yeah. two, it's a, it's a nice place to cook. Um, you know, I just think it's great to cook on. I mean, in terms of marinating, I think it goes it goes all around the world. You know, I think outside of what you're saying sounds quite boring, a bit of chicken on the grill. Um, yeah. But after, you need some sort of flavour and taste in there. Um, so what, are you marinating after barbecuing it? I do either... In or after, it doesn't really matter, but add some taste to it. You know, there's a good t- there's a good taste from barbecuing yeah. in general. But yeah. I'm saying in terms of like, you know, you can have a pre-marinade, let it marinate for one day in the fridge, it gets Go you on. gets you ahead, you mm-hmm. know, then after the next day, just cook it on the barbecue. Um, chicken is, is very, very, um, you know, it's versatile. It'll take any flavor. But in terms of marinades, it can take you everywhere. You know, how much, how much places do you go out to eat now and you see barbecues everywhere you know even if it's just a Nando's you know it's, it's taken you know that great taste of peri peri it's over here now you know to go to Peru you got anticuchos you know Korean chicken came over as well you know everything's over here now mm-hmm. and those good tastes are out there you know don't be shy to make a good marinade stick your meat your fish anything in it and then the next day you know get it on the barbecue because it's got that real good taste nothing has to be plain anymore you know I mean the good thing is I guess you can either you know, if you don't know how to do it from from scratch in your own kitchen, you can go to like your local supermarket, and most decent marinades from around the world are available on the yeah, shelf. Yeah, that's it's it's great. You know, I mean, let's let's you know take some some sort of ideas. I like I like um, in terms like I like there's a, there's a product we use from Japan. It's called miso, so that's like a fermented soybean paste. Um, and it's very it's very special in terms of you know how how it develops. Um, it's like soybeans that are crushed up, and then a yeast is added to it, and um, it's then fermented over time, um, and it gives a lot of umami to food. Uh, I like to then add something to that. There's something like you know mirin sake, and that kind of opens it up. 
Um, and then just finish it with a little bit of sugar, maybe black pepper, some thyme, and then, you know, add that to your chicken. Leave it overnight and let it marinate, you know, cook it and then finish it. When I was just talking about now, let it cook and have a finishing element to it. So there's your marinating bit, it comes off and then make a little dressing or something and go over the top. Like, you know, I was just thinking like this, that the chicken comes off, put some zested lemon over the top, they'll just lift it up, you know, so you've got like those sweet, mm-hmm. savoury and then just finish it with a little bit of citrus lift there, you know, it's just good. Think about that. I am. I'm hungry, <laughs> I'm hungry bro. Each and every week here we record this podcast. I just come out of it mad hungry. Because you always start the podcast with like a poor mayo sandwich and now you're realising <laughs> how far off you really are. Um, all right, but so then like if you, no, when you, no, if it's something like, um, you know, like beef, I think people like yeah. the taste of beef, you know, mm. so if you're looking for beef, look, look, for, look for the marbling. I think that's what a lot of chefs talk about. That's like the fat lines that are running through it. Make sure you get that, um, you know, the nice cooking to make sure that it's not, not you, you, want, you want like a high heat, to then like pull it up and let it rest and just cook really really slowly over like a sort of like a sixty to you know sixty degree heat. So it's like let 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 the let the meats and the um what's it called the fats mm. just come just come through like nicely. So they're almost like melting, and then you want to sort of almost put a nice dressing over the top. Like we was talking last last week about chimichurri. That's yeah, a yeah. great one, you know, because you got vinegar, mm. olive oil, you got lots of herbs in it, um, or add something else on there, you know, just so let that, it burn. So that's why when you mentioned the ribeye in the last op- uh, last episode. We're like, that's the one because a sirloin on a, on a barbecue just come off tough. Fillet, it's a bit disrespectful to throw it on a barbecue. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the ribeye, the rib that's just a safe pair of hands. Or safe yeah, one of the techniques we use is um, it's, it's, it's quite a lot, is um, something like yakitori. So it's uh, you know like a teriyaki sauce, a thickened soy sauce. So normally it's like a beef or chicken stock base, mm. soy sauce, sugar, um, mirin sake. And then we thicken it with something like uh, corn flour, which might okay. people recognise. So you'd cook your meat on the grill, yeah. put it into the sauce, and as you pull the chicken, let it rest in the sauce, okay. take the chicken out of the sauce, back onto the grill, and that would then glaze and caramelise the chicken. That's really, that's like a that's nice sick. technique. In terms of like, we, we, you know, I work a lot with Peruvian taste, and Tucucho classically um, was always uh, chilli um, and oil and vinegar. So that's known as antecuchos. So antecuchos were originally street foods, um, and a way of for surviving. So initially, antichuchos were taken from um, the time when the conquistadors took over um, Peru, and it was initially like a poor man's food. You know, it was initially all the all the third grade cuts that were given to the sort of like the street. Yeah. Um, they were then used, and they were, they were marinated in chili, uh, marinated in vinegar and oil, as a way of preserving, but also oh. a way of also cooking. So eventually, you know, antichuchos now they've you know they've evolved and evolved and evolved. We we now put many ingredients into antichuchos, but we use better cuts of meat. So you're talking about like a fillet as an example. It's a great piece of meat to also cook. To finish it, we also like to finish it in antecucho because it's just a great taste. So normally that's something like ajipanka, um, which is the red Peruvian chili. And we finish that with like very um, sort of uh, well-rounded um, tastes that go with beef. So we had black pepper, oregano, um, red vinegar. Uh, and, you know, then we blend all that up with the chili and then we just marinate it with the beef. You know, it just gives it a real, real good that taste. amazing. It's really well-rounded. It's nice. It sounds like all the sort of things you could you could do at home as well. You know what I mean? You, don't, you haven't yeah, got to be yeah. in the big chotto kitchen. You can just be... And the classic thing in Antikutro was that you would cook the beef on the grill and then rest it in the sauce. Yeah. Then as the meat's resting, it then sucks the sauce back in. Then you go to the hottest place on the grill and you finish it back on the grill. So then all the smoke and everything is the thing that's just is, is just locking the flavour of the of the of, of that taste in. It's really really nice. Oh, One thing actually um, in in the journey was um, when I went to Peru was a really good thing was barbecued chicken known as uh, polo la brasa. So it was like a slow, almost like spit roast on the barbecue chicken. And it was, oh my God, it's probably the crazy, crazy taste. 
crazy taste. But that was finished with like um, uh, wakatai, so the Peruvian mint, and then finished with like sm- uh, smoked pap- uh, smoked paprika. Uh, loads of things. <laughs> I can't they just, way, that just sounds just, like an immense down. like taste explosion. <laughs> Wait, so we so well, we smashed the meat section no, actually, on the barbecue. You know what? Sorry to cut you there, cousin. Yeah. You mentioned something in that uh, kind of description about barbecue. The word umami. Now I know what that means, but a lot of people out there might not. Like, can you break that down? It's a hard thing to describe, isn't it? But yeah, it's a, it, well, the, yeah, it's like a hard thing to describe because in in terms of it being umami, it's a Japanese word and. Um, it's known as the sort of like sixth sense of tasting, you know, and it's the sense that we develop in our mouth um, that almost uh, recognizes something that's tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's recognized in a lot of products, normally things like tomatoes, mushrooms, um, soy, you know, is, is, uh, in, in all their ferments, they notice it. Um, and and fish, it has it as well. Uh, and, it's, it's, and you notice it in the traces normally when you're eating. What it what they've traced it back to now is that they've found out there's a lot of food that contains glutamate, and this is the thing that makes your tongue tongue almost explode and um, you know open the pores up <coughs> in your tongue. So where you add um, these kind of ingredients, it's, it's almost now they're questioning that it, it's almost not a surprise that if something tastes so delicious, if it contains mushrooms or tomato yeah. or you know. Uh, like soy or something like that because it, it would it automatically open up the mouth. Dropping jewels each and every episode. Go and pick them up, people. I'm literally just sat here with my mouth open. One, because I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and two, because I'm learning. Um, right, so... Fish, you wanted a fish one, right? Yeah, I need yeah. to... I've got to have a Gotta fish have one. Poisson. The poisson. <laughs> yeah, I'll call it, man. Co- <laughs> I'm out, man. Fish man, fish man. Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Justin is literally on one. It's on form today. It's on form. I love that, man. All them bench presses and that. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, to yeah. 49 now. So we... we, we uh, like to we like to get about it with the fish on the barbecue, but I never thought that we're doing it correctly. Um, so if you were gonna doing a barbecue at your house, yeah, what's your fish go to, oh, and how would you do it? I'm a bit naughty here. I'm, I'm always a go to. It's either octopus, Ooh, oh my God. or I'm a I'm a wild bass man. Like I like a whole bass. The whole y- yeah. This is. But it has to be, it can't be like one of them diddy basses. No, the whole thing. It's got to be the big one. I like those two things. They're 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 great. Right. Why? What, what, what's the the appeal of those two? Fish? Octopus for me is the. I think it's a bit. It might be a bit chefy, but it's, it's. I think it always denotes for me like going away, as that yeah. nostalgic feeling of like you've been on holiday or something a little bit different. Um, octopus is, you know, obviously the, the other side of octopus. It can be a bit rubbery, you yeah. Know? And that's when I get a bit frustrated if you can order it and then someone gives you that rubbery one. I think it's that feeling of you know when people like they don't eat fish because they got a bone stuck in their throat yeah, one yeah, time yeah, yeah. I think it has that appeal where it's like you get that rubbery up because you never want to eat it again that yeah, thing yeah, yeah. that's the only thing about it but I'm always, I, li- I like it when it's cooked like you find many many great people cooking octopus now it's like a, there's a bit of a I'd say there's almost like a chefy scene about it you know people are mm. now like they're almost slow cooking octopus now and then finishing it on the barbecue I've seen people doing that like yeah. it used to be just kind of you'd kind of you'd almost boil it just to yeah. kind of just to shock the heat out of it yeah. and then you kind of put it straight on the uh on the grill, but yeah, I mean, slow you know, when we together. talk to the guys in the kitchen, you know, if they're from Italy or somewhere like that, they'll tell you about or Greece, you know, they'll talk about, you know, dad goes down, spears the octopus, yeah, slaps it on the rock, you know, to like knock it out, and you know, like, it almost tenderizes it the way they slap it on the rock, and they'll keep yeah. doing it, and then they shove it on the barbecue, literally along well, them lines, straight away, yeah, 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 and they want to cook it fresh, like from you know after having your 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 fishing to go into the beach to cook, you know, it's almost like a journey, oh, you know, wow. that's like the lifestyle, some of the Mediterranean kind of ways, you know. Which is like interesting here. I, never, I think we've evolved it like many, many ways. Um, mm. I like it where it's been 
like lightly braised for about probably about an hour and a half, you know, just to tenderize it. Um, you know, anything in there would be like a bit of water, some soy, um, and you know, just just something very very simple. You know, just something like that, just to get it going. Maybe a little bit of sugar in there, a bit of salt. And then after that, when it's slow cooked, I wouldn't boil it too much, you know, just just like nicely like simmering just under a simmer mm. for about an hour and a half, let it cool down. And then, you know, almost like the next day, then put that on the barbecue. The and then after you'll find it will like caramelize, you know, it'll caramelize on the barbecue nicely and you get like nice charred bits and, you know, like it's oh. nice, you know, the tentacles like popping, but, you know, it's got like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got nice textures about it. Um, look for a nice sort of um, sized octopus as well. Look for something that's around... Um, anything between two and three kilo because then you get a nice leg um, yeah, yeah. when they're expensive? a bit smaller normally you find they are a bit more chewy huh? is it expensive? Mm, yeah it's it, it's, it's it, I would say it's only expensive only because they shrink they can shrink if you do it if you haven't done it gotcha. you know or if you haven't cooked it right yeah, um, like, generally mm. you know they're about I think they're about nine pounds a kilo up you know but it's, you know in, in the kitchen we know it as a wastage you know so it's like in terms of like shrinkage so it can become expensive to sell but mm. in terms of buying for the house and it's your thing you know I think they're sitting about nine pound a kilo normally you find them frozen um, or, or, or nick of the woods yeah um, go abroad you find them fresh and stuff like that but awesome. yeah alright I think we do that because people aren't expecting it if we go like, you come around barbecue I'm going to do fish yeah. and suddenly you come out yeah. with, with the, with the eye business <laughs> me, like, no, but you know who's who when you see the face you know who you know people don't I don't think everybody eats octopus but I am noticing people people recognise yeah. it now like a lot more than um, than, than they used to mm. um, you know it's just I think people recognising that it's a, it's a good thing to eat it's, it's, it's more I would say it's more of a um, it's got a bit of um, recognition in, in 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 the market, you know, it's not yeah. it's not it's not a cheap thing to eat anymore. It's something that's that should be recognised, almost like you say, like a fillet of beef. Mm. Octopus sits in that kind of Definitely. genre now. People don't cook octopus unless you know how to cook it now. Yeah, you know? otherwise you just you just trash the whole yeah, octopus for no reason. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to pay good money for something that's chewy and you know it's, it doesn't work like that. You know. Yeah, so sure. if you're if you're um, a little apprehensive about going straight in for the octopus because that feels like Premier League business. Um, what was the other fish that you said? Um, oh, bass, a nice, bass. a nice bass. Yeah, you that know, feels just... like that's me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, I like that's that, man. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So yeah, just wrap it up in foil and just put all your marinades in there. You know, I think open the belly up, bit of thyme, you know, a little bit of um, uh, lemon in there or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some fennel seeds are good things like that. Coriander seeds, that's they flavour well, nice fragrant things. Mm. Um, and then rub it nicely with oil, you know, a nice olive oil. And then you know, just leave them on the barbecue. Put Do you in, score it? Out yeah, outside. that's. I think with fish, always score. Um, I'm, I'm, there's, there's a funny thing. If you, if you, if you score too much um, into the rib cage, obviously you could chop the bones. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say, if you are scoring, go in with the bone, so you don't actually cut the bones. Yep. So once it's cooked, what I'm saying, you know, once you want to peel back the flesh, you don't want to then smash the rib cage up where, you, where you've like sliced into it too much. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna have loads of bones in your meat. Slice with the cage so that um, at the same time it, you're going in between the bones. So when it's cooked, then you can take your meat off pretty much. But yeah, I think fish is always nicely where it's scored. You know, I think yeah. it takes on a lot of flavour. Mm. Fish is very light. Um, I think yeah, and keep keep it light. You know, my mum she does like a marinade where she mixes like um, white wine, soy, black pepper. This is from my mum's recipe. Bring her in. Exactly. Yeah, she puts a little bit. I think she puts like a little touch of sugar in there, mixes and just rubs the fish with it, you know, all over. And just you know, when when she sticks it in the barbecue and it comes out, it's just like really fragrant and light. It's just a great, oh, great taste. Before this po- this series is over, I'm getting Mike's mum on yeah. the phone. <laughs> uh, we have to get Mike's mum. All these dialer in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's cool. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so Mama Paul, here you cooking big ticks. <laughs> All right, so we smashed the meat. 
Mums um, is a journey of life, you know. Is, you know, really you can't is. take it away. You know, they, really they you know. Shout to this and that. Yeah, yeah. If exactly. You listen, if you listen to, uh, if you, go back and listen to previous episodes if you haven't heard it already, and find out why our mum is is half stepping us with the recipes. Though. This and that. Um, it's part of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> so we got meats done. We we'll smashed that. Everyone's mad happy. All the meat eaters, yeah. uh, uh, those that like fish at the barbecue, they're set now. They got two to choose from. Yeah. Um, but then you know. We've got to have to have the vegetarian option. I have no skills, so the automatic go-to, and I know they hate this, is like the quiche. Because... Oh, it's not even... Yeah. Yeah. And I know... You, you, you get the salads. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel really bad because I'm like, I've got nothing for you, but like some quiche and some tomatoes. So I need to know what, what can goes I do? on the yeah. barbecue. What can yeah, we what do? What goes on the barbecue? I think with vegetables... Um, don't be shy to do some pre-preparation, you know? I think that's okay. where we all go a bit, like, stuck, you know? Something like that. I, uh, one thing I like to do is uh, take a sweet potato, rub it in a little bit of oil, nice rock salt, um, and then throw them in the oven. About 45 minutes, 170 degrees, something like that, 160 degrees. Gas mark, uh, six. six. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, don't worry, mate. There's only one gas mark. There's only one gas mark around here. <laughs> Ten or nothing. There you go, there you go. Um, yeah, bake the potato. You know, yeah. even you can do it with a normal potato if you want. And then after, once the potato's cooked, let it cool down. Then make a, make a, make a dressing or sauce to go with that potato. But when you want to use the potato, cut it in half and then put him on the barbecue so you've still got the skin on. Mm. Um, and then the flesh side is down mm-hmm. and then cook that really char it up nicely barbecue it and then turn it um, so then you can then char and crispy up the, the outside and then when, when it's really cooked well on the barbecue take it off it'd be like almost like a I don't say like a chip but you know you've got that really you've got that, that crunchy skin and a nice soft like mashy sweet potato and then just yeah. chop it up and do like a Jamie Oliver, you know, spring onions on the top, a little bit of Greek yogurt, you know, and then, you know, wow. don't know, black pepper, just finish it up like great, you know. The, 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 I, I like potatoes on the grill, but don't be shy to do some pre-cooking. Another nice thing I like is um, cauliflower on the grill is nice, and barbecue. I've started getting cauliflower steaks. Yeah. Do the, do the same thing. You can cut a nice cauliflower steak. Um, again, use the oven before. You know, roast it for about you know, six minutes in the hot oven. You know, something around two hundred degrees. Take it out, let it relax, and then finish it on the barbecue. Yeah. Um, this, you know, something like you could even make like a cheese sauce, something like that with that. You know, not like a traditional cheese sauce. We we use something that um, the Peruvians a lot called uh, huancaina. So that's called a. Um, it's normally made from queso fresco, so like a fresh cheese. Um, you could use something like Philadelphia if you want, or feta. Mm-hmm. Put it in a blender, pr- a food processor, blend it up, add some chili paste. Um, add a, add a, add, add a, they normally add crackers to that. So okay. it would be like a base of that, but normally it's like shallot, um, garlic, and then um, you'd, add, you'd add your cheese sauce, your cheese, blend it up so it goes like nice and smooth, and then add your chili paste. So it's along those kind of lines, but that's really nice. So you add your cauliflower coming off, then you have like this spicy cheese sauce over the top. That's I'm really, 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 really fan, nice. But that sounds flipping delicious. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'd, I'd try it. I would yeah, try I'm definitely it. going for it, especially if Michael's made it. Yeah, facts. Um, I, would, I got it. So you get a, you get a potato. You got a spud. <laughs> but dumb, dumb, I, mean, I tell you what's really nice, just on its own, is like spring onions. They they come up really well. Spring onions on the barbecue. Yeah, just take a, like you know take your spring onions, just wash them a little bit, and then just put them on the barbecue and just char them up. They're great. No, just on touch. their own, they're just amazing. And, and I think anything, even if you like, you've got your other bits. They're great for garnishing. So you got your fish coming off, put some spring onions on there, or your beef or whatever. They're really, really, really tasty. Crispy spring onions. Onions, onions, onions caramelize really, really well, and peppers as well. Peppers are great on the grill. Knowledge. And, and, and then you get the quiche, yeah? <laughs> yeah, you can have the quiche, yeah. And quiche is coming you just out. slide it across the table. Pepper one. <laughs> you slide it with the, with the foil bottoms. Till <laughs> 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 it's foil casing. Like. Uh, well, 
I'm oh, speechless. Gosh. All right, so basically, we've now got some recipes for meat, fish, the veggies have got sorted. If you get past Justin, um... I've got his vision of going to that Justin's barbecues and they're like denched out in the, in the barbecue just waiting for the meat to come Pure off while they're benching. We're almost running well, I mean, out of time. I remember last week you gave me a present. I got the present today. Okay. Listen to this. Okay, what's in the bag? Listen to the what's Russell. The Listen to the Russell. What's in the bag? Right, so I got, um... I got a chef friend. His name, I'm going to shout out to Peter Gordon and he just opened a donut shop. So, okay. oh, no. he gone quiet. You've been, you've been, you've been gassing off all, all night. Now he's gone quiet. You said donuts. <laughs> all, all good things have to stop. <laughs> Doing God's work. So what, shout what, out to Crosstown Donuts. You know they've opened up and we got some here today. Oh and you God. boys, you're gonna tell me what's in the bag. Shout out to Crosstown Donuts. What's the chef's name? Peter Gordon. Peter Gordon, oh, you're our new best friend. So, Mike, yeah. Michael won't be on the next episode. Ooh. <laughs> oh my lordy! Oh. Right. Tell us what you got, Aid. We'll say it's about 70, 70 centimeters in, in diameter. <laughs> Ice donut situation. I don't know if there's anything in the middle of it currently. I'm gonna take a picture of this, put it on the gram. Don't tear the bag. All right, cool. Just take it out of the bag. I explained my one. What else? What else is I in there? So. I think you've got some kind of a. Right, that one there's rhubarb and custard. Ooh, okay. Okay. Oh, so what? Was so the, they what do the like a one? seasonal donut. Um, I think they do it every month. Oh, okay. Hold on, is that? And then... Hold tight, pinky. you got a pinky one. That's, um... Pistachios? pistachios I'm going to tell you what that one is. Pomegranate? Yeah, that one is called Orange Blossom, and that one is uh, pistachios, pomegranate, and elderflower glaze. Okay. Shout out. Um, and then the last oh. one that you got there... Yeah. I think you got a normal glaze on that one. Yeah, I'm on the normal glaze hype, me. All right, cool. I know you, you've got to go pomegranate, bro. I'm going all three of them, bro. What are you talking like, about? Before we tuck into these, Jim, <laughs> just, yes. next week, you better come with something, you know, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> every week, week we're going to... Just for all the podcasters out there, I always get blown up about bringing a Tupperware box. So I come and the boys want a Tupperware box to fill it up. Uh, put right. that donut in there. Right, hold up. <laughs> mm. Oh, I don't know how I don't know how well this trans, translates. So we're gonna be quick with the chewing. Oh, Hold cool. up, get in there. Wait, no, oh, um, that's got no, that's cinnamon in this one. You got cinnamon there. Yeah, bro, on the inside. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like a cinnamon swell donut glazed. Uh, what was this one I just had here? Which one? You had the pink one. And this one, right here. Yeah, mm. with the, like the dusted top and that. Yeah, rhubarb. Yo, I'm rhubarb and custard. I'm not really a rhubarb and custard geezer, you know. Decent, but today. But you've got to try this one. All right, cool. Right, the elderflower. The elderflower, pistachio, um, pomegranate. Sorry, I'm I'm really far away from the microphone, but I don't want to be chewing down the mic too heavy. Oh my God, in it! In it! Cinnamon swirl, yeah? Yo, what is it? Is it Peter Gordon? (laughs) Yeah. Yo, Peter, Peter, yeah? yeah. (laughs) Look pomegranate. pomegranate. (laughs) (laughs) You you are killing it, sir. Uh, We are repping for your team. I'm just going to try this one as well. I want to put, I'm going to talk about Peter a little bit um, and how he's inspired um, my career and things like that. So, tell me. Oh my God. Yeah, talk about Peter while me and Justin just smashed down these donuts. So as when I was, um, I'd say when I was just learning to cook, um, Peter was really, really hot on the scene with a restaurant called The Sugar Club. Um, And he also has a place in New Zealand as well. Um, Very great, great chef, really um, humble guy. And uh, they got a place um, called The Providors is what he got now in uh, Marlborough. 
Um, he's a one. He's a wonderful guy. Um, also, when uh, we you know we developed many 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 recipes um, at uh, Chotto and some stuff we've done before, and he worked with us. You know, in terms of you know just understanding a profile and getting us there to the next level. And he's you know he's he's, he's such a he's such a great 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 chef. Um, when he was at the Cinnamon Club, um, it was a restaurant that really uh, stood out for me. Um, it was this new taste that came to mm. London, and 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 Peter really stood out as a, you know, on his own doing his own food, and he was kind of, I think he was really was for me like one of the top celebrity chefs of like our time when he, when he did that. Um, his main, you know, one of the recipes that always stood out. He did like a sugar glazed um, cured beef, that was like he okay. brought over, and everyone always always talked about that. It was almost like done in like a molasses, mm-hmm. um, you know, like brown sugar, and then it was like a fillet of beef, and then soy sauce, and it was like marinated into like almost like a tataki. And then sliced and served like a little salad, but that was like a real signature dish that he brought over, and wow. it was, you know, you know, really, really inspirational. Um, it really, for me, like when I was starting my career, understanding chefs um, for the, you know, for the young listeners out there, understanding chefs and who's on, not so much on top of their game, but what's what they what what's to know, like what they're doing. I think it's really important. Um, Peter Gordon was one of the people that, you know, stood out for me when I was about like 24, 20, 25, you know, because he just, he was just doing the good stuff, you know, that everyone was eating and talking about this good taste and great food that he was doing. So he's still doing it. It's great. Uh, shut up. Oh, we got to clap it up for Peter Gordon. <laughs> well, yeah, clap, clap, clap. Cross, cross town donuts. Um, chef, if you can get Peter down for the podcast, I'd love to have him. Yeah, on, I'm on sure I'd love to have a that, chat. Because they are Fire. Fire. Thank you so much for bringing them through. No um, problem. I can't even talk now. <laughs> the <laughs> mouth is salivating. Oh my God, I'm trying to keep it professional. Um, and that's it. We're out of here. I hope everyone has a, a good week or two weeks or whatever. Hold on. Are we, shall we keep this as a, a week or every two weeks? I'm still I'm still deciding because, you know. People, let, let us know, innit? Let us True know. True story, yeah. Let us know, let us know. But yeah, until then, have a good one. Gaspar, 10, we out. Peace. Take care, take care.